The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy. Join your host as we learn from the elite of search engine marketing pros and find the winning formula for exceptional search engine marketing. Get the latest news, trends, and analysis in SEO, PPC, branding, SEO design, and analytics. Now, welcome your host, a founding father of SEO and an accomplished search engine marketing scholar, the host of SEM Synergy, Bruce Clay. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on SEM Synergy. I'm your host, Bruce Clay. With me today are Susan and Virginia. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. You can catch SEM Synergy every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. That's noon Pacific. You can also download it at any time from Webmaster Radio Search Engine Optimization Channel. Stream it on SEMSynergy.com or pick it up on iTunes. Uh, let me just drop in here. It was Susan's birthday yesterday, so everybody oh. get in the chat room right now and wish Susan a happy belated birthday. Only a little belated. A yeah, that, 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 you know what that really means. It means cupcakes with candles. Um, <laughs> that was yesterday. Our guest today is a longtime friend of mine, Jessica Bowman. She's the founder of SEOinhouse.com. How do you really, as an in-house person, make it work? Um, Today what we're going to do is, though, talk about SES. Um, For those of you who haven't heard, uh, they moved it from San Jose up to San Francisco. Uh, It's at the Moscone West, I believe. Um, I know our exhibit area is on the third floor. The um, interesting part about it is it's no longer search engine strategies. It's just SES. Straight They're officially changing SES. the name to SES. And did they tell you why, what the branding objective is on that? Well, from what I've heard, and this is, again, from uh, my longtime friend Mike Grehan, that the real approach isn't that they're going to focus so much on just search engines. They're going to talk about how... Uh, interactive marketing in general, which is bigger than just search, uh, is really the future of marketing, that it includes uh, mobile. It includes uh, everything that would touch software somehow to render ads, display ads, process ads, and be marketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, That marketing is a lot bigger than SEO and pay-per-click. That's very interesting. So it sounds like they're taking this strategy of um, just changing their name, but it it goes far beyond that because this time around they're uh, holding Connected Marketing Week, and uh, it's going to be a whole group of partnering conferences and workshops and forums. Um, There's the 140 conference. That's going to be all about Twitter. There are several email marketing and uh, toolkit-related conferences workshops there are display advertising days um and yeah it's it's like you said they're they're looking at this in a a much larger holistic synergistic kind of way and i think that if you have essentially four different conferences let's assume you were structured almost that way and you put them together people would go for one would stick for the others uh 
I know that uh, certainly they have education is a big part of their agenda. Right. Uh, so they want to make sure that all the sessions are more of an educational flavor. Um, they're expecting 8,000 people. Um, yeah. So there's quite a few there. Eh, it's a few people. Couple. I just, I just got back from Comic-Con, and 8,000 people is like <laughs> Hall H. <laughs> um, and we're going to have all 8,000 people visit our booth. We have many, many things going on this year. Yeah. At Comic-Con. Yeah, we Comic-Con. do, actually. <laughs> at SES. At SES. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still on vacation in my head. <laughs> well, it'd be easier if you would take off the cape. It would be so much better. But I like my cape. A <laughs> um, couple things. We have a 20% discount. Uh, it's 20BRU is the coupon code. So you could actually put that in and get a 20% discount on the on the actual session prices. Um we do have our tra- day of training. Uh, we do a full day, one day SEO training course. It's on August 16th. That's an extra fee, but it's associated and, and actually managed as part of the uh, SES conference. And I'm, I'm really happy to be doing that. We're in our yeah, those, second year of that. Those are always really great. Yeah. But I'm doing the SEO 101 session with all of these different disciplines and the kinds of people that are going to be there, there's going to be a lot of people that really need to understand how what is SEO without it being... Yeah, I um, think that ground rule is SEO is going to be an important session because of the crossover. Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think it's going to be harder, um, you know, for some people to uh, appreciate the conference without the fundamental training. And then once they're done attending that, they can come pick up a copy of the book. Yes. we are doing a signing. Yes, we are. I don't actually know what day we're doing that signing. Well, it's, I think, on Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> and I think it's in the afternoon. Uh, we'll have the details exactly posted. The booth behind us right. is Wiley. Yeah, we're 406. We're doing the signing at the Wiley Publications booth, which is... Right behind us. Literally right behind us at four. It backs up against our booth. Um, and so in the Wiley booth, we'll have uh, plenty of search engine optimization on one for dummies. Mm-hmm. So come by and see us. Bruce will be wearing a mustache. I'll be wearing a red flower. There you go. <laughs> I probably won't. Hey, our, <laughs> our big news is also that we're going to be unveiling our version 5 of our tool set. That's um, really exciting. We've been working on that. The, the guys have been working on that so hard for so long. Yes, and uh, these brand new tools... Uh, you really, really want to, you know, be able to see. Uh, I just ran a test, by the way. I ran 965 keywords through our ranking monitor, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, 30 positions, 965 keywords in under 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And that was only on one server. We're going to have a dozen or more servers out serving our workloads. So You're doing that live demo on Tuesday the 17th. Right, the like very a, first thing. In like I a am, theater kind right. of thing in the morning. I have the very first theater presentation, and everybody that actually attends, we're going to send you a login to actually get in and play with the tools for a month uh, just because. Um, there's a lot of parties. There's a lot of activity. Tuesday night, the party is by Webmaster Radio, everybody. Oh, that is always a crazy party. So I'm going to skip it. <laughs> uh, I don't see how. I, I am not going to miss it for the world. I'm going to take a nap. 
They Webmaster Radio does absolutely the best parties there are. I, so, can, I can hear Brasco shaking his fist at me right now. <laughs> Feel free to just attack her in the chat room. Well, yeah, and you for those of you, birthday. yeah, and for those of you that missed that, the I Am Charity Party is the next night. So Yay. we've got plenty of things for people to do here. We have to take a break, but when we come back, I'll be joined by Jessica Bowman of InhouseSEO.com. Stay right there. More SEM Synergy is on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Hey, Joel Com here, and I want you to hear something. That's my ka button, and it's the universal sound of success. Sounds good, doesn't it? How would you like to hear that ka-ching sound all the time? In my new book, Kaching: How to Run an Online Business That Pays and Pays, I lay out a strategy and a plan for you to create your own online success. Get your copy today at kachingbook.com, and I'll give you a kaching button for free. All the details are there at kachingbook.com. That's K-A-C-H-I-N-G book.com. What is this? Why is my website not ranking higher? Well, sounds like you could use a link building report from SEOfox.com. What's that? You can't rank without good backlinks. And SEOfox.com's link building report lets you enter domains and compare their backlinks. It gives a detailed report that shows you why each domain ranks where it does, and it reduces the time it takes to find more links. With SEOfox.com's link building report, you can find more links, use their search marketing services to find more links, or better yet, they could even build your own backlinks. So you think you're pretty sly with that SEO Fox link building report. <laughs> sly like a fox. Get your link building report today at seofox.com. That's seofox.com. The Joel Com Show, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. This is Virginia, and I'm joined by Jessica Bowman, who is the founder of SEOinhouse.com and an SEO consultant as well as an in-house SEO evangelist. Uh, You can find her blogging at SEOinhouse.com and on Twitter at Jessica Bowman. Thanks for coming on the show, Jessica. Yeah, thanks for having me. So we're here at Blue Glass LA right now, and you just actually walked right out of your session on the on in-house SEO. Um, and one of the interesting concepts that you mentioned was a line of defense, building that within an organization. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so what we do when we go into organizations and talk about implementing SEO within an organization, we say, you know what, the success is not going to come from 
all the work that just the SEO team does or the SEO person. It was really coming from what everyone in the organization is going to do together. And everybody needs to help look out for SEO because SEO can't be everywhere in every single conversation. So the idea is that every position within the development life cycle or who has influence over the website takes a line of defense. And a company might have anywhere from five to eight lines of defense typically where kind of it goes through the development life cycle. You know, at the beginning you would have a project or I'm sorry, a product manager who's the first line of defense after the SEO team. The product manager typically knows what's going on the site. He, should be ma- he or she should be making sure that SEO is aware of the changes that need to happen, um, that they need to, that are going to impact SEO. If it gets through the product manager, the next line of defense might be the project manager because the project manager schedules everything, so they know everything that's involved, so they can help look out for SEO. If it gets through those two, then it goes to user experience, right, because then they're developing the designs, and they should be looking out for SEO and so forth, and it just goes on throughout the organization depending on who you have involved. So everybody, and that was also part of your uh, recommendation, is just getting SEO involved throughout the whole organization. I really like the one table, which um, we might be sharing your slides, of it had like each role broken out and um, different tasks involved with uh, an SEO project. Yeah, so we, we really want to look at what each role is doing on a project, and then also within that those activities, what is it that the SEO team should be involved in? When should they be involved? Um, Do they need to be involved before the whole project team reviews it or during a collaboration session, something like that? Okay. Um, You also talked about a concept that you called the uh, SEO life cycle, and um, the honeymoon phase is something you should you said that you should leverage and um but the really encouraging part was that you can get back to a honeymoon phase even after you know things have kind of settled in and uh so uh, what are some ways that you recommend getting back into a honeymoon phase right so if you're sitting in what we call the reality phase which is very painful it's frustrating things aren't going very well what you can do is uh, a lot of times we bring in um companies will bring in a, a, a consultant to do some training so they'll often bring us in and through that you can really energize people and get them on board and start talking about process changes while they're excited again about SEO so that's the first thing that we recommend is bring in a, someone to do some training the second thing we'll recommend is send them to a, a a conference. You know, what you want to do is just get the emotional excitement into SEO. Another thing that you can do is if you don't have a budget for either of those things, do training yourself. You know, if you're a good speaker, you know, to be able to present material and train, put something together and actually get people excited about SEO. So the honeymoon phase is just a feeling of excitement toward SEO. Okay. And um, you mentioned training as part of that, like uh, building up the excitement again. Um, But you had a slide during your presentation about how um, training is just a piece of the um, like knowledge transfer experience and mentoring is, is important as well. Yes. In fact, Marshall Simmons in the session today actually talked about how you know you can't just keep training and training and training everybody, and he's right. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of training again and again and again, but that training is not truly stand up in front of the classroom in a projector and talk about SEO best practices and things that went wrong, but it comes through actually interacting with people as they're doing their job 
job and say, okay, let's look at this. This is going through. Let's talk through this about why it's not going to work and do a mentoring one-on-one with people. I know it's time-consuming, but that's what is going to get you to the next level. Um, So is there signals that you would give people to look out for of like when it might be a good time to look outside the organization for some extra help, uh, a consultant or an agency? Right. So I think a big signal is when you're getting a lot of pushback. So if SEO really isn't making any headway for, you know, reasons might be because of the, the the business case, it might be that IT isn't bought into it, there might be a trust factor. I think those are key points in which you want to bring someone in. A uh, good time also to bring someone in is when you've had problems. So we, we get brought into a lot of organizations when things are amok, where you know something launched and it, it should have gone search friendly, it didn't, now they want to rectify it so nothing like this happens again and they want to initiate changes within the organization so that they're more proactive about SEO. And, um, you know, the, the education piece is a, is a big part of that from hearing you speak and reading what you said. Um, and it was an interesting post a couple years back, though, but it still holds its weight of um, when IT or development says SEO is great and all, but we don't have time for that. Um, you had some creative ways about, like, bringing it all in. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! A couple of years ago, I don't even remember that post. <laughs> okay, well, like um, like a lunch and learn. Oh right, or, so uh, right, so I I knew I know what you're talking about now. Exactly. So if IT comes back saying, sorry, we can't train you or we can't allow people out of the office that many man hours in essence to do a training, what you can do are lunch and learns. So. Go ahead and buy lunch and invite everyone to lunch. A few people will reject it. I've never given any SEO one-hour training, lunch and learn, or anything like that where people haven't shown up. You can also offer some type of celebration. Hey, guys, we hit page one for this keyword. We're having a happy hour. Bring them on board. Have a, you know, a few key takeaways that you want them to have. And go around and talk to everybody about those few takeaways so that they each take away a few different things. So I think those are a couple of ideas of what you can do. Also do a newsletter. You know, I, I can't stress enough the importance of passing on information. And I assure you, management isn't that closely monitoring what they're reading to know that they're taking time to learn a little bit about SEO. I even have one organization, one client... They pay a copywriter to write funny intros to their newsletter. And people in the, throughout the organization are excited to see these funny intros to the newsletter. And it gets people talking and chuckling, but they always read the newsletter. So I think that's also a third way that you can bring people um, closer into learning about SEO when you're having pushback on doing a formal training. Very interesting. Uh, Tony mentioned something that just kind of speaks to the whole like incentivizing education of um, when he like sends out a report or says like, "Hey guys, uh, first one to reply back to this gets a beer on me or whatever." Have you ever found that kind of? Uh, I was never that creative. <laughs> so no, we never did that. What um, we actually did to communicate things rather than send out reports to a lot of people were meetings. And, you know, yeah, one more meeting on somebody's schedule, but it really works. And, and we made sure that we were going around, um, this is what I, I help clients with now, set up a, a program, a schedule where you're visiting all the different stakeholders, even if it's five minutes in their department meeting once a month, 
go over your numbers, show the successes, really communicate with them, talk about what's not going right or what is going right so that you can get that that one-on-one communication because the reality is people won't read all the emails. So (laughs) exactly as Tony described. (laughs) Very good. Um, And uh, it's been interesting. You've had a very uh, important hand in building a community around in-house SEO and its unique needs and stuff. And um, for example, you know, you post a lot of job listings and that kind of thing, as well as um, you organize the in-house exchange for SMX. So w- what is it about the in-house community that um, you've found needs to be nurtured apart from uh, the larger SEM community? Well, I think part of it is, is just that their needs are different. So when you're in an agency, you don't actually feel the frustrations. I'm coming from an in-house Role into building an agency that caters to the in-house, I can say on the agency side, it is so much simpler. I, it, no matter what stress I go through on the job as a consultant, isn't even a small fraction of what I faced day-to-day in-house. And so in-house folks need to talk to people who really understand their challenges, but not only that, who have truly walked the walk and come through it successful. You know, they like to share their war stories and how they, they've come through that. So that's one of the things I talk about all the time. I'm not afraid to talk about my problems. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't always, you know, finessed it in-house. I lived through it and that's how I learned it. So I think really what it comes down to is how they can overcome a lot of those challenges. And then also they just want to be able to really speak openly um, in a way that oftentimes I find consultants do together, but they don't with a prospect. And so the community, the in-house community, allows them to have that same, in essence, communication channel that consultants have among each, amongst each other. Thank you, Jessica. So obviously, if you're looking for some guidance or uh, a community to be with in in-house SEO. Uh, I definitely encourage people to check out your blog, scminhouse.com, and follow you on Twitter, where you're Jessica Bowman. Thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you very much. More SEM Synergy on the way. Don't go away. SEM Synergy will be right back. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Anyway, I ask? That's right, ma'am. Anyway, you ask. Let me get this straight. If I wanted your CEO to deliver my check while juggling flaming machetes on the back of an Asian elephant, all I have to do is ask? Correct. With in-demand affiliates, you can tell us exactly how you want your payouts, and we will deliver. God, uh, could you hold on for a second? Someone's at the door. Wow, you weren't kidding. We are in demand. You can be too. Sign up today at the letter ndemandaffiliates.com. 
How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. The WordPress Community Podcast, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. You're listening to SEM Synergy on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEM Synergy. I'm Virginia, and I'm here with Marianne and Susan. And this week, Google and Verizon announced a joint proposal for legislation on net neutrality. And um, I wrote about it on the blog on Monday, and I simplified some of the language in that proposal. And, you know, upon my first reading, it all sounded like roses and candy. But the question people are asking now is, uh, what are the implications of this proposal? You know what? I really still don't understand it. I've tried. I've tried to read it. I've tried to understand it. And the only thing that I can tell is that Google has decided that the FCC has jurisdiction, even though that was what the ruling earlier decided they didn't have with the Comcast thing, um, and that they think it should only apply to wire lines and not wireless. Yeah. I, I, I think anytime you have two large corporations involved with any types of backroom deals, you're going to get conspiracy theories and and people worried about what it means because truly, I mean, two corporations are not looking out for the public interest. They're looking out for their bottom lines and they want to make money. And the Verizon and the other carriers, they want to make sure they're going to protect their their profits uh, through whatever happens with the internet and looking at how they can make the most money at it. I think that's what's concerning. What what does that future mean? And and we, you know, Google and their do no evil. Are they going to sell out? Is that's a, a big you know worry? Are they going to? And especially as they keep getting larger and larger, what does that mean for the future of Google? And are they going to be the defenders of net neutrality, or did they just sell out? Because they have been, up to this point, a huge mm-hmm. proponent for it. And then this, like people are saying, is a big step backwards for them by saying that wireless Internet is different. Yeah, and and I don't really understand because it is in Google's best interest to push net neutrality because what they want is for everything to get to people as fast as possible because they know that speed makes people happy, right? That's their entire push behind page speed and whatever is that the faster someone who has done a search on their search engine gets their result, right, by clicking through and getting the search thing, they're going to assume that that's Google. There's an association that gets, you know, put together there that says Google fast, Google good, satisfaction, and therefore Google satisfaction. And so it doesn't seem to me like it's in their best interests to put forward anything that's going to degrade the user experience. If you if you click on a search result and the site loads really slowly and because you're on Verizon or because you're on another whatever and you're not part of the cool group that's paying to be um, uh, fast and everybody else is getting throttled, Google doesn't 
want to have that bad result. You know, you don't want to. They won't. Don't want any anybody to be clicking on results and getting a poor experience. Um, however, I mean, obviously the the, the carriers are are facing uh, an uh, an issue with the data. You know, data speeds. Everyone with an iPhone knows that they they uh, there's places where it's slow and you can't you can't stream video. How you know? How are they going to respond in? Uh, to what they need to do to improve the data networks with wireless, and is that their response going to be, well, let's just make the internet slower, let's throttle people, let's make uh, Google pay for people to receive YouTube videos, let's make people pay to watch Hulu on their on their wireless device, you know, stuff like that. You, you, people are concerned about it, and this is the kind of you know news story that provokes that kind of response from people that you know it's there's something there's something that's uh, a miss here that they're going to do something, and we don't trust these companies like Verizon very much. I mean, Google we did, but there's been these questions now, like, well, while they've you know pulled out of China, they're first were okay with censorship there. Was that you know a sign of the impending doom of Google going all corporate? Is this now the sign of Google going all corporate? You know? Right, and and in terms of of making deals, you know, you're talking about backroom deals. What if the backroom deal was Google says, you know what, we'll support this net neutrality thing proposal that you're putting forward, and what you're going to do is that anytime somebody clicks on a search result and calls up a website, you're going to deliver it faster, right? So now Google's web search engine, talking about that satisfaction association that I was talking about earlier, now that is the association. Every time I go, every when I do, it seems like when I do a search on Google and I try and go to Hulu. I get it faster than if I do a search on Yahoo and or Bing. I guess Yahoo won't exist, um, and and you know try and get to Hulu. And 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 to be fair, you know a lot of the wireless traffic is getting burdened onto Verizon or AT and T or you know some of these other big companies because of the rise of mobile. Right, everybody's mobile phone is pulling down data packets from the internet all the time at this point. You know, everybody gets online with their phone. Well, and especially in certain areas, you've got you've got issues where it's just. I mean, a, a few square miles of New York City is like insane number of iPhone users who are just pulling down this data network. And there, there's no way if they keep increasing it, it's just going to keep people just download more. There's right. no end to it. You know, they they want the way that's best for them. So yeah. of course they're going to put that forward. Yeah, they're but. They're, anyway, you know, I, you know, I think they're the ones that are, and they're, they're the ones really, truly having to build the, the the network as well. I mean, these guys are the ones doing it. Unless we have some sort of government-backed initiative for broadband, you know, we're not going to. We're it's going to be the Verizon network or the AT and T network that's going to be providing the backbone of the uh, internet. Right. Right. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Jessica Bowman, who was our guest this week, and to our producers at Webmaster Radio. Check out semsynergy.com. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, where we're SEM Synergy. You can email us at semsynergy at bruceclay.com. Or you can always come to the Webmaster Radio chat room during the show every Wednesday, and we will be there to provide sparkling behind-the-scenes commentary. Um, You can always ask questions or suggest topics there as well. Come back next week for more industry info and experts. And thank you for joining us on SEM Synergy.